Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to Cashflow Guys Podcast. It's that time again. In case you're here for the first time, this is Tyler Chef, and I am your host. And this week, I want to jump right into it. I want to talk about how to kill a deal in 2021 and how fitting it's 2021. And I've watched several people kill deals this week in my own market. What do I mean by that? Well, I've got a listing in Tampa. And yes, I'm still living in the Florida Keys, plan on staying in the Florida Keys. Uh, But I do bebop back to Tampa every once in a while. I do have a real estate team here. I got buyers, agents, title companies, and real estate attorneys and all that good stuff down here in Tampa, or up here in Tampa, rather, I should say. So I swung through Tampa. I got a new listing on the market. It's somebody that actually listens to the Cashflow Guys podcast reached out because, well, they want a top dollar for their house and they didn't want to deal with just some ordinary realtor that's going to throw it on the MLS and hope for the best because unfortunately that's what a lot, a lot of what's going on right now. So realistically, they picked me because, well, they want top dollar. They don't want money left on the table. And you're absolutely right on bragging. As a matter of fact, shameless plug, if you have a house in the Tampa Bay market or anywhere in the Florida Keys and you want top dollar for your house, you want to get it done without a bunch of hassle. You want someone to do the heavy listing. You want, or heavy lifting, I should say, and you want bulletproof balls to the wall marketing to drive buyers to your door by unbelievable amounts, then maybe we should get on the phone. How do you go about that? You go to cashflowguys.com. You get my phone number is right there on the website, or you can click ask Tyler. You can book an appointment with me. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about where you're at. Maybe you just bought a flip and you decided that you don't want to flip anymore and you want to bail out of it, but you still want to get top dollar because like me, you're a greedy capitalist pig. Well, I have a solution for that. Uh, let's say you're a tired landlord and you decide that you just don't want to deal with tenants, toilets, and termites anymore. Hell, I might buy the property from you. And if I don't, first of all, I'll tell you what I think I could get for it in the marketplace. I'll make an offer myself to cut to the chase and either buy it myself or sell it to one of my clients, or we'll help you sell it and get top dollar for you. Uh, we'll, that'll take a little longer, obviously, but you know, we'll get top dollar for you. That's what's important. Or frankly, if you've just got a house, you want to sell it, it's the top of the market and you say, well, let's go ahead and get rich in 2021 and get my house sold, get all my equity, be in a place where I can take advantage of the 1031 exchange. If I choose to do so, want to make sure I get all the tax advantages before, uh, Washington changes that on us because that's coming soon, by the way, by us guys. So if you got a house in the Tampa Bay market, you got a house anywhere in Monroe County, Florida, which is the Florida Keys, let me know. Get on the phone with me, book an appointment, cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler is probably the best way to get an appointment with me. Get on my calendar. Let's talk about it and see what we can get done. With that said, let's go ahead and jump in. It blows me away, guys, how easy it is and how often I see realtors, especially killing deals blows me away. Now I could go on for days. I could turn this into a full-fledged 80 hour audiobook on this topic. And I ain't got news for you. This isn't just about realtors. It's also about buyers and sellers doing dumb stuff to blow their deal. But there's one thing that's the dumbest thing of all that's going on right now in 2021. A lot of folks are out getting mortgages and those people that are getting mortgages, well, some of them aren't stopping to get pre-approved. And for the record, this episode, by the way, if you it applies to you, if you plan on buying a home in 2021 or ever again, this applies to you. If you plan on selling any type of real estate, I don't care if it's an apartment building, a parking lot, a house, this applies to you. This will always apply to every, every real estate transaction for the rest of the, our days. As long as there are mortgage companies out there, the content in this episode will apply. So what the hell am I talking about? 
Well, stand by. I will say this, though. If you're a cash buyer, and by cash, I mean actually have the money in your bank account. You're not getting a home equity line of credit. You're not borrowing it from anywhere. You actually have cash. Why you'd go pay cash for a piece of real estate, I don't know. That's your business. Then maybe this doesn't apply to you. You can go back to sleep. But for the rest of us, everybody else that's out there buying real estate and using leverage, because after all, why use your own money? The banks are giving it away for free. Well, this does apply to you. I believe, first of all, that every realtor should know this already. But this week has proven to me that that is clearly not the case, okay? It's a terrible idea to either go shopping or, if you're a realtor, go show houses to buyers that have not been properly pre-approved. Now, I know what some of you are saying. Of course, we know that. But a lot of you, a shocking, alarming number of real estate agents out there, agents that listen to this podcast do not get their buyers pre-approved or they suggest lenders that do somewhat of a lackluster job on getting them pre-approved. That's not a good thing, guys. That's going to hurt a lot of people. So I want to cover with you a couple of things that happens that you might not be thinking about. And this may apply to you if you're a buyer. It applies to you if you're a seller, getting your time colossally wasted by an unqualified buyer, someone that's all excited and fall in love. And guess what? They can't buy the house. You find out 30 to 45 days later and man, are you pissed. But let's talk about the first thing that I see happen when this when people don't get qualified, the buyers, well, they fall in love with the house. And later they find out that the lender can't get them approved. There's a little thing called pre-qualification. Got several of those this week. Even though in my comments in, in the MLS that the realtors are all supposed to read, it says, please do not include pre-qualification letters with offers. The seller shall only accept pre-approval letters and offers that are pre-approved by Heckman Mortgage, which is my preferred lender, because they're awesome and they don't suck, will get heavier weight. So there are people that followed the directions and simply had Heckman Mortgage qualify for them because they're ethical and they provide clear because they're ethical and they provide legitimate qualifications that the seller or, or approvals. That means the seller can sleep at night that the deal will actually close. They don't just willy-nilly throw out pre-approvals just because there's lots of paper left in the printer. That's a big thing. So first off, if you're a realtor, and you don't have one of those lenders that you can 100% trust, go get one. If you're in the Tampa market, for me, it's Brian Heckman. Reach out to Heckman Mortgage and tell them I sent you. Get that lender. If you're not my market, you're in a different market, well, find a lender that has that reputation. They always get things done. They fight for everything. If you're a home seller, if you're selling a property, maybe you're an investor that has a flip. Maybe you're a wholesaler and you've smartened up and realized that you can make a hell of a lot more money if you stop looking for cash buyers and focus on buyers, period, that are just qualified. Guys, I've talked about that before. Wholesalers, I don't know why you're wasting your time always trying to get cash buyers. Most people aren't paying cash buy cash anyway, guys. They may show up with cash, but they're borrowing it from somewhere. So stop saying cash buyer because you're cutting yourself off of a lot of buying opportunities. And if you keep doing that, well, in this market, you guys are going to go out of business real quick. So so work with me there, will you? Come on. It's easy. Anyway, I understand that buyers get excited. They want to go house shopping. Everybody loves to go house shopping. I love to go tour homes. I even love to go tour homes that I certainly would never buy. I'd love to go look at million-dollar McMansions, multi-million-dollar McMansions. That's not my thing. That, to me, is too much work and too much furniture and crap to go put in. I don't want that in my life anymore. There was a time where that was important, and I've done that, got the T-shirt, the whole nine yards. But for me doesn't really matter anymore. I digress. People get excited when they get to go house shopping. Realtors get excited when they get to go house shopping. Hell, some realtors get excited just because they have a client, period, let alone 
one that's actually going to go out and look at houses. And maybe you're working with one of those buyers, or maybe you are one of those buyers. It's like, I don't need to prove to you that I'm pre-approved. I already know I'm pre-approved because I always do everything the right way, and I've had a job for 30 years. Well, I got news for you. That doesn't mean you're pre-approved. That just means you're a good guy and you do everything the right way. But that certainly does not mean that you're pre-approved. All kinds of things could come up in the past in the banking industry, different rules, different regulations that could say otherwise, that you are absolutely not pre-approved. And that's not a good thing because you're going to waste a lot of people's time. So understand that lenders understand that sometimes lenders give pre-approvals that are useless. What do I mean by that? I mean that lender hands out a boilerplate pre-approval letter. It's the same one they give to literally everybody. Okay. They don't check the buyer's credit. They don't verify their income. I'm not sure if they do this simply because they're lazy or maybe they think the buyer is more likely to be loyal to them if they think the approval was quick and easy. I don't know what the reason why they do this. I, there's probably many reasons why they do this. But what matters is these loans don't get approved. When you work with lenders that just throw these things around like paper, they usually have a tra- bad track record, a lousy track record of getting deals done. And what does that mean? Well, if you're a buyer, that means, guess what? No closing for you. If you're a realtor, that means you just busted your ass and you're not going to get paid. And there's nothing worse than that. If you're a seller or a listing agent, same deal. You just bust a dress. If you're a seller, you spent probably time, effort, money, getting your house ready to sell, getting your property ready to go, back and forth negotiation, marketing money spent, and then this knucklehead buyer can't qualify for a mortgage. Well, that can create a real problem for many, many people. When a buyer, the other thing I want to talk to you about is when a buyer goes under contract for a home, if it's you or maybe somebody you're selling a home to, a couple things you got to understand. The next step, when the negotiating is done, generally means that the buyer is going to hopefully get a home inspection. They're probably, if they're in the South anyway, going to get a termite inspection. I know that people don't do termite inspections up North, whatever, but um, in the South, that's pretty common, a termite inspection. And yeah, it's not a huge amount of money. I don't know. It's under a hundred bucks in most, most areas, but a home inspection guys can be hundreds and depending on the property, thousands of dollars, depending on the type of property. For example, if you're buying an apartment building, you can budget for several thousand dollars to have an inspection done. Okay. Every one of my buildings that I've ever bought, my apartments, I've had commercial inspectors come in and pick them apart. So I don't have any gotchas or any supplies, any surprises. I do that because, well, obviously, like I just said, I don't want gotchas or surprises. I work with other people's capital. I work with investors. I have a responsibility to them, a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that I do everything I can to protect the asset, protect the deal, and protect their money. So yes, I get a home inspection on everything that I buy. I won't work with a buyer that won't get a home inspection. When I put my realtor hat on, I absolutely will not work with you if, you, if, you do, if you're not willing to get an inspection. The only exception to that case is when I work with, and I've got several clients that are very experienced rehabbers. When I'm going out and buying them properties, they already know their train wrecks. They're going to tear them down practically anyway, or they're going to be major rehabs. So a home inspection clearly doesn't matter because we already know the place is the dumpster fire. and <laughs> They're going to take care of that anyway. Uh, but outside of that, get a home inspection. The point about the home inspection, though, is that you're, the buyer is going to put that money out. They're going to pay for an appraisal. Appraisals anywhere from three to five to even maybe $600 for a, a appraisal on a home, depending on what market you're in and what appraiser they use. A home inspection is going to be probably anywhere from three to $700. So you can see this adds up pretty quick. You're going to put out the buyer anyway is going to put out, if it's not you, a thousand bucks to try to buy this house only to find out they're not pre-approved. The mortgage can't get done. They're screwed. This is why, a big reason why, 
I always take the time on every deal to ask the seller if they'd consider taking payments for equity. What do I mean by that? Payments for equity is different than seller financing. Okay. I'm going to cover that in a second, but I just want to bring it home on this topic by telling you before you go shopping for any real estate, be clear on how you intend to pay for it. Okay. How you intend to pay for it. There's nothing worse for a seller to have to take their property off the home, off the market, just to find out you don't have any money and you can't close on it. Okay. That's not good. Lost market time can crush a seller's equity, especially right now. Times are weird, right? Market's hot. It's not going to be like that forever. And with today's media efficiency, when things start to slip, you know the media is going to paint doom and gloom, which means buyers are going to run screaming from the market. And when that happens, home prices eventually follow. That's not good. Matter of fact, guys, sidebar there, Ken McElroy put out a great video in the how about the housing crash of 2021. And he seems to think that it's going to happen like third or fourth quarter. He makes a lot of compelling arguments in there. He references some really good information, some good data that you can go follow up on yourself. So if you haven't subscribed to Ken McElroy's uh, YouTube channel, I'd strongly recommend it. Guy's got a lot of experience. He's, in my opinion, a rock star, and I follow him intently. So I, I really pay attention to what he's doing. You should too. So go over there and watch that video on the market crash of 2021. And I'm not talking about doom and gloom necessarily, but I want you guys to be prepared for what's eventually coming, right? We got to be out there and be smart and be prepared. And a lot of you might be thinking, well, Tyler, none of this really applies to me because I'm raising private money. Well, what I mean by raising private money is that I don't expect you to go out and have all the money sitting in your bank account and then go shopping, but I do expect you to close on concept. What do I mean by that? Well, that means getting on the phone, getting on Zoom, pitching your deal, uh, or maybe just talking about the concepts of what you're doing to several different financial friends, not just one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, but several. And frankly, don't be bashful about it. Let them know, hey, look, I farm this out to some of my best people. Uh, we're going to try to give you first dibs on this, but I want to make sure that we're clear. The expectation is that we make a commitment we need to follow through. It'll affect our reputation and whatnot. If there's any reason you can't follow through with this right now, I need you to let me know because typically how this is going to work Mr. Investor, is that with your consent, we're going to go ahead and make an offer based on you funding this deal. If for some reason you can't fund this deal, I need to know that now. I wouldn't want to find that out in the 11th hour because that will obviously have a severe impact on my reputation in the marketplace, which I don't want to go down that road. So tell me now, is there any questions or objections that you might have? Is there any reason why you wouldn't be able to fund this deal? Get that soft commitment out of them. I don't even like the word soft commitment. Get a damn commitment out of them. And frankly, Tell them, hey, look, the next investor anyway, not the first one, but I would tell the, the next person, be transparent. Say, look, I've got somebody else that's first in line in case for some reason they change their mind on this. I'd like to be able to put you in second position and offer you this, but I need to know that you're willing to follow through. Have that conversation with them. It's a reasonable conversation to have. And I think that if you do that, you're going to save yourself a lot of grief. Getting back to uh, accepting payments for their equity. Notice how I said that, okay? Instead of saying seller financing, which, by the way, the word financing terrifies most sellers because they identify that with, I'm loaning him money. When a seller's taking payments for equity, there is no loan. They're not loaning you money. Yes, there is a loan document, but there's no loan of money. What it is, is an agreement to make payments for the person's equity. They're not actually writing a check and handing you money. They're just agreeing to take payments for their equity. You ratify that agreement by drafting a loan. That's what seller financing is. If you try not to use the word seller financing, try to say payments for equity instead. Number one, it's a pattern interrupt. It'll get them to pay attention to what you're saying. It'll get them to question it. 
so you can talk about it and keep repeating payments for equity, payments for equity, payments for equity, because you're not borrowing money from the seller. Guys, I hope you found this valuable. I hope that you will take the time to get pre-approved. Only if you're a realtor, please stop working with realtors or buyers that are not pre-approved. I had literally five people this week try to put offers in on a property that we have listed that are not haven't even been pre-approved at all. Three of them had pre-qualification letters that weren't worth the paper they were written on. By the way, if you're buying one of my properties, one of my listings, uh, we call, my team and I, we call each and every lender and I drill them I, and I'm going to ask them the question, have you pulled their credit and verified it? Has this been reviewed by an underwriter? Have you Have you seen their income? Have they provided all the documentation they need to qualify for this loan? And have you verified their income and the source of their income? If they even quiver on those answers, I'm going to say, try again, because I know that my seller's time is going to get wasted. Time is money, folks. Guys, have a great week. Catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.